this morning, Lord, as we come into your presence as your people, as your gathered people, as your called people. God, we admit that we do bring fear, that we do bring confusion. We bring our wonderings, we bring our questions, we bring our longings, Lord. God, asking, are you still there? Are you still working? Are you still healing? And God, we're reminded today through communal worship that yes, God, yes, you are still here. You are still working on our behalf. You are still powerful and good. You are still seated on the throne, Lord, and you are here among us, your people. And so, God, as we come into your presence as your gathered people, Lord, God, remind us in new ways. God, remind us in new ways that you are our friend and our king. Lord, that means that you are high and lifted up on the throne. You are powerful and mighty in all you do. And, Lord, when you act you are right there with us as a friend, journeying with us, companioning with us as we go about this life, Lord. And so, God, we recognize this morning that we bring, we bring a lot into this space. We bring our concerns and our worries. We bring our frustrations and our grief God, we also bring our hope. God, knowing that you intervene, knowing that you move and that you speak. And so God, we ask that you would speak words of life over us today. God, that you would speak words of transforming power over us today, Lord. And God, we pray that you would provide for us a posture, a humble, authentic posture to hear you and to hear the words of our passage today. Speak, Lord. Your child is listening. We, your people, Lord, we're listening. And we want to hear a word from you today, Lord God. So God, whatever word it is that you have for us today, whether it's a word of affirmation or assurance, maybe it's a word of challenge and correction. God, if it's a word of healing and liberation today, Lord, let us hear your voice. And in it, God, may we be changed. May we walk out of this place, Lord, literally changed because of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we know that that's not too big of a prayer to ask because God, you can change everything with just a word that you speak. So God, speak words of transformation upon us today, Lord God. And help us to have the ears to hear and the heart to obey. God, speak for your people are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Amen. Good morning, Sanctuary. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Good? Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Rose, and it is so good to be with you this morning. It's good to be gathered and worship together this morning. It's been a, a little bit of time since I've been in this pulpit, though standing here, it feels like no time has passed whatsoever. But for the past three months, church, I've had the opportunity to take a sabbatical, an intentional step away from ministry to refuel and to refocus and just to attend um, to some healing work in my own life. And, and that's not like spiritualized talk for some controversy or drama, but it truly is just time away to step back and to rest, to be with God, and to be with my family. So it is good to be back, church. Thank you. Amen. And I'm so excited also to be in a new role, both for our church and for myself as executive pastor here at Sanctuary. Woo, yeah, that's exciting. So I just want to say um, very um, authentically, thank you so much for your prayers um, over the past three months. Thank you for your support. It's meant so much to, to me and to our family. Well, as we are in the month of January, that means for us here at Sanctuary that this is our month of prayer. And this is a time where we intentionally begin this first, this new year, first in a posture of prayer. And this year's um, month of prayer uh, series is called Pick Up the Phone. Pick up the phone. And this series is a reminder that prayer is central to our life as Christians and it's also an encouragement for all of us to make intentional time to pray, to be with God, to hear from God during this first month of the year. And as the title suggests, prayer at its core is a conversation. After all, the purpose of a phone call is to talk to another person, right? It involves both talking and listening. Though I'm sure we've all had that experience, we can admit it, where we call someone and there's just a little bit of admitted relief when the other person doesn't answer the phone. Or, or maybe that's just me and my fellow introverts. But beyond maybe that, the introverted phone phobias that we might have, the purpose of a phone call assumes both talking and listening. At least that's how most phone calls are supposed to go. Now recently, however, that didn't exactly turn out the way um, that I had hoped that it would go. Now I was on the phone with my mom. And now the phone call started as usual. She called me, I answered the phone, and she started sharing some of her usual updates. She shared things about her pickleball team with her um, friends in her retirement community. Any pickleball players? I, I, I hear a few of you, all right. And then she would share some updates about my dad in his uh, softball league that he was in. Actually, it's called the Senior Softball League. And she would tell me, you know, about who hit a home run, who was having a hip replacement that week and couldn't play, you know. But when I started to share my updates about my family and what was going on here in frigid Minnesota, I didn't receive the usual response from her. 
Now, in, um, in fact, I couldn't hear anything on the other line. I couldn't hear anything she was saying, if she was saying anything at all. So, of course, I start saying, Mom, can you hear me? Mom, are you there? Hello? Again, I got no response. So then I look at my phone, and I see that the call wasn't dropped, so I assume that somehow she must have put herself on mute. So here I am trying to talk my mom through how to unmute herself, all the while that she's probably really confused herself because she can hear me, but I can't hear her. Now, experiences like this are frustrating, right? We've all had these experiences, right? And they're frustrating because a phone call only works when both parties are able to talk and to hear one another. Now, similar to a phone call, prayer works the same way. Now, we don't enter into prayer to share all that's on our heart just to press mute, hang up the phone, or block God. In fact, I would wager to guess that all of us enter prayer with a similar desire and hope that God would respond in some way. We're all seeking that response, that God would answer us in return. After all, again, isn't that what compels us to prayer in the first place? In our prayers, we often have a need, right? We're searching for direction, or we're looking for some sort of answer. So, assuming that we do actually want a response from God, how do we actually hear and identify God's voice when God does speak? And what happens when it's hard to hear God speaking on the other end? Or, if God does speak and we can hear, what do we do next? Well, as we learn to pick up the phone and talk to God in prayer, there is also a form of prayer centered on listening to God's voice. Now, not surprisingly, this type of prayer is called listening prayer. Hmm, all right. And listening prayer is really just that. It's all about carving out intentional time to not just talk to God, but to also listen. But even more than that, listening prayer is actually allowing God to set the agenda of our prayer time, which might actually be even harder because we want control if, we're, if we admit to ourselves and we're honest. We want control of what that prayer time looks like. We might have a very specific amount of time and it can't go beyond that. But for some, And for some of us, um, this may be a regular practice to listen to God and to hear God's voice. But I'd wager to guess that for many of us, this might be brand new or it's something we're still learning and trying out in some way. It's something that we're, we may not be as accustomed to. So how do we listen to God's voice? Well, our passage today provides some very helpful direction in listening to God in prayer. But before we read it, I want to share one big idea for us today, one primary encouragement. So if the rest of today is just background noise, I want you to hear me clearly, Sanctuary, saying that God still speaks. 
God still speaks. It's that simple and yet as profound as that, that God still speaks. That God has not gone silent. God doesn't just talk to the ultra-holy or a chosen few. God didn't lose God's voice. God still speaks. And any of us can hear from God in prayer. That is the encouragement for us today. God still speaks. And I hope our passage today will give us encouragement and remind us that God is still speaking. We just don't always recognize God's voice. So join me as we open up our passage for today. It's found in the Old Testament, and it's the book of 1 Samuel. So I want you to turn to chapter 3 as we look at our passage today. So sanctuary, hear God's word for God's people today. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me? But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli The guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, 
and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. This is the word of the Lord today. Well, sometime in the, ni- in the 90s, my, our family bought the long-awaited and much-anticipated caller ID box. Right? Do you remember that? <laughs> now, for those of you who are much younger and you take for granted answering the phone and knowing who is on the other end, there was actually a time when a phone call would come in And you had no idea who was calling, right? It could have been your grandma, a telemarketer. It could be your best friend or your worst enemy. There was no vetting. It was a total gamble to answer that phone. That is, until we had these things called caller ID boxes that were separate from your phone, So that every time the phone rang, you had to go to that separate box. You had to look at it and see who was calling. And this picture is one that we had growing up. We had this exact same one. And it is still the same one that my parents have. And they still use every time they use their landline telephone to this day. And so every time I'm at their house and the phone rings, my parents still holler at us, check the caller ID first. So before caller ID, the only way you could figure out who was talking on the other end before they told you who they were was by the sound of their voice. And even then, that was if and only if it was someone that you had talked to on the phone often and that you could identify their voice. In our passage today, we can see that Samuel was not aware of a thing called caller ID. He had no idea who was speaking to him that night. But that shouldn't actually surprise us all that much because in our passage today, the text says in verse 7 that after multiple times of Samuel mistaking God's voice, that Samuel did not yet know the word of the Lord, that the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. Now this could mean a few different things. But what I think is most important um, here um, in this verse for us practically today as we are trying to seek and to hear from God is our first encouragement this morning, which is identifying God's voice takes time. Identifying God's voice is a practice. It's a developed skill. Now, that doesn't mean that God is trying to make it hard for us to hear God, But it does take some intentionality on our part. It takes a concerted effort. It takes spaces of silence to hear from God. After all, just like talking on the phone, if there's a lot of background noises, we won't be able to hear the person talking on the other end. So it takes both time and intentional spaces of silence to hear from God and then to identify that it is God's voice speaking to us. Now, while I wish that God had given us a caller ID version for prayer so we knew exactly when it was God's voice speaking to us, the reality is 
that it takes time. It often takes trial and error to hear from God. It doesn't happen instantaneously. It's like those days before caller ID when we had to rely on our own abilities to recognize the voice on the other end. Now at first, the voice may sound unfamiliar and new, but as communication increases, just like through listening prayer, God's voice can become familiar and commonplace to us. Now in my own life, identifying God's voice has also taken time, and hearing from God has taken different forms. Now, there were times when God's voice was audible. I could actually hear God say to me different words of encouragement or different commands. Um, Like, for instance, when I was a young girl, I was just in junior high sitting in church one day, And I could hear God speaking to me, saying that one day I would use my gifts to serve God in full-time ministry. It was an audible, clear voice from God. And it was was this experience that was very dramatic. It was very undeniable that that was God speaking to me. God has also spoken to me through visions. Um, Namely, when I first met my husband, Ryan, for the very first time, um, we were actually in an airport. We are getting ready to board the same flight. We were both moving to Ecuador to study for a year, and God gave me a profound vision. And he gave me a vision of a picture that one day we would actually be married. And it was a vision that was so clear. It was so Um, real, and and it really kind of actually scared me because it was with such clarity from God. But of course, I didn't tell Ryan all of that right away. I didn't want to scare him off. (laughs) But it was true. I saw this vision. It was undeniable that that was God speaking in that moment. And while those are remarkable and exciting stories of how God uses God's voice to speak to us, More often than not, God's voice truly is that still, small voice. It is. More often than not, God speaks in a tone that takes some time and intentional listening on our part. And God doesn't do this to be manipulative or tricky. Instead, God wants to be our priority in prayer. God wants to be the priority in our prayer life. God wants us to lean in and listen to what God has to say. God wants our attention. God wants space to speak to us. So even though I had these dramatic moments of hearing God speak to me, it took time to identify and to decipher God's voice in the everyday. It took guidance from others, helping me in the process of identifying God's voice. Now, after I had that dramatic vision from God about Ryan, after I first met him, we began uh, and were a part of a one-year discipleship program in Ecuador. And so we were there primarily to live in community and to study the Bible together. And during that time, we were encouraged every day to take about an hour before our classes and just spend time with God. 
specifically to practice listening prayer and to hear God's voice and God's direction, to grow in this practice of identifying God's voice. Now, I grew up in a Christian home, and we prayed regularly together, but this spiritual practice of sitting down to listen, to be quiet, to hear God's voice was new to me. I had no idea how to do it. Now, on one hand, I didn't know where to start, but on the other hand, God had spoken to me in some really big ways already in calling me into full-time ministry and this, this vision at the airport about Ryan. And so I thought, well, this can't be that hard, right? I just got to like sit and listen. But as I took each day to listen, I found myself growing increasingly frustrated because I just wasn't hearing God. It wasn't this big, booming voice or this vision that was clear. And so I sought out a friend. I asked a friend for help, and I asked if and how she had heard God's voice. And she shared with me the simple practice that I still do today. And she said that when she quiets down, And when she tries to hear God's voice, if she doesn't hear God speaking right away, she simply starts to speak affirmations and words of truth over her. So she said she tries doing things like this, that that she says um, she takes time to say things that she knows that God would speak to her and speak over her. Affirmations like, you are my beloved. I created you on purpose. I am here with you. I am with you in what you are going through. And then she told me to just sit in those affirmations and see how God takes over that prayer time. And sanctuary, it changed how I listened to God. It genuinely allowed me to hear and identify God's voice in prayer and daily life. And what it's provided for me is a more quiet center, a more um, empowered center, a more truth-filled center from which I live from as a beloved and worthy child of God. And this is the simple uh, practice. It really speaks to what Henry Nouwen says when he talks about what listening prayer is all about. When he says this, The real work of prayer is to become silent and listen to the voice that says good things about me. To gently push aside and silence the many voices that question my goodness and to trust that I will hear the voice of blessing. That demands real effort. This is, a, this is a powerful word. I don't know about you, but it really helps me shift how I think about listening prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I need time with God every day that's focused on God reminding me that I am good, that I was created for a purpose, that I have many wonderful things to offer the world, to counter the lies that the world tells me, 
And listening prayer sanctuary offers that recentering back to that purpose, back to that identity, back to our worth that is anchored in God's truth. That is the real work of prayer. Sometimes we think we have to have these big fancy words, and that's the work of prayer. But the work of prayer is recentering ourselves back on the truth of God. So church, it's easy to make prayer just talking at God or giving God, handing God over this big task list to complete on our behalf or even sidelining prayer and turning it into catastrophic thinking. Or we could make prayers a one-way conversation. But deep prayer or the work of prayer, as Henry Nouwen says, is actually allowing God to set the agenda, allowing God to do the speaking over us. It's picking up the phone and hearing on the other end God's voice speaking, life-giving, recentering truth that emboldens our identity as we block the calls from the enemy. Those, those lies of deceit, those lies of who we are not, And identifying God's voice takes time. But we can be assured this morning, Sanctuary, that God still speaks. But if it's been hard for you to hear God's voice, then there's no shame in that at all. And while we do not have caller ID in in prayer time, just as we could identify our best friend's voice on the other line before those caller ID days, we can also grow in identifying God's voice speaking to us. And I hope that that simple practice of truth-filled affirmations is helpful as we all seek to hear God's voice. Because God will speak. Because we know that God still speaks. Well, sometime in my teenage years, in addition to getting caller ID, We also got three-way calling, right? (laughs) Now, three-way calling, it was like this incredible phenomenon where not just two people could talk on the phone at the same time, but you could actually dial in another line and include a third person into your phone conversation. Like, that was a big deal, right? Wasn't it a big deal? Yes. Now, as a teenage girl, this was awesome, okay? I was so excited for three-way calling. I definitely talked on the phone whenever I could with my friends. And so when three-way calling was available, I was so excited because I could talk to more than just one friend at a time. And the thing that I liked about three-way calling was that it was an easy way to include more people into the conversation, right? including more people into the conversation. And while our, um, Samuel in our passage today, of course, didn't have three-way calling, after he heard God's voice, after he finally recognized that it was God speaking and he heard God speak to, to him, he practiced our second point today, which is to share with others what God is saying to you. 
Now, it would have been really easy for Samuel to have his prayer time with God, to take in the words that God had spoken to him, and then just keep them to himself. He could have viewed that message from God as just some personal revelation about Eli. But even Eli, knowing that God's words would be harsh, Eli still wanted to know what God had said. He wanted to be included in that conversation. And now I'm not saying that we should go around like telling other people that God is like cursing them in their households like Samuel. But the practical takeaway for us today is that when God speaks to us individually, we are meant to share that with others. And in doing so, it can have powerful effects. It can actually change people's lives when we share what God is saying to us through listening prayer. Sharing what, other, what God is saying with others can, can be an encouragement for other people. It can help us discern. It can keep us accountable. It can help us process through what God might be saying to us. It can even mutually correct one another. In short, our, our prayer time shouldn't be compartmentalized. It shouldn't just be individualized. We have, when we hear something from the Lord, we have to do something with that. We have to do something with what we've heard. And one tangible step to, is to share with others what God is saying to you. So when you hear something and you think, hmm, what was that about? Think about who you might share that with and see what that conversation sparks, how that word might be um, deepened, and what revelation you might find because God is not only speaking through you, but also through that other person. Finally, our last point is that, is that phone call that changes everything. Now, hearing the voice of God will change your life. We can be assured of that, that when we hear from God, it will change our life. And I'm sure we can all think of a phone call that's changed our life. Maybe it was a phone call that we dread, a, a call of the news that a loved one has died, an accident has happened, or an update of a life-altering diagnosis. Or maybe it was a call of news with great joy. You nailed that interview and you got the job that you were praying for. Or a family member or a friend is finally coming to visit. Or that thing that you were worried about is, is, is resolved. Likely we have all had a memory of a phone call that's changed our life in some way. That whatever we heard on the other end changed the trajectory of our life. And in Samuel's case, hearing the voice of God not only changed his life, it also changed Eli and his families and all of Israel. In fact, right in verse 1, our passage lays out plainly for us when it says that in those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions so Samuel hearing from God was actually a drastic shift in the course of Israel that night. You see, that night, God had a powerful message for Samuel. 
God's message for Samuel was a word against abuse of power. It was a word against the ongoing oppression of the most vulnerable. And it ushered in a new period of leadership for the people. And it was a clear line in the sand symbolizing God's disgust at abusive leadership and the importance of speaking truth to power. Now, hearing God's voice that night, it changed Samuel's life. It was the start of his prophetic leadership, and it was this shift of authority in Israel. And what is remarkable is that our passage begins by stating that God's voice was almost had gone silent. Yet by the end of our passage, it totally shifts and it says that the Lord continued to reveal himself to Samuel. He continued to speak. He was no longer silent. In short sanctuary, our passage reminds us that God still speaks. And when God speaks, you better be ready. Because when God speaks, walls come falling down. When God speaks, chains are broken. When God utters words from his mouth and it speaks lies and it speaks truth that destroys lies. When God speaks, even death itself is shattered. It's obliterated. So we can take heart this morning, sanctuary, that God is still speaking words of triumph over your life. That God is still speaking words of healing over your life. That God is still speaking words of liberation that free us. That God is still speaking words of promises that even we can't interfere with, that we can't deny, and that we can't refuse. Amen. Amen. When God speaks, Things change. Our lives change. Our circumstances change. God is speaking, and we can be sure that God will continue to speak. So today's sanctuary, we are reminded that God's words have the power to change everything. The question now is, will we pick up the phone? Will we answer the call and recognize the voice on the other end? And then what will we do when we hang up the phone? Because our listening requires action and obedience. So sanctuary, my encouragement for us today is that we remember that God still speaks and wants to speak to us and that we just have to take the time to listen and to identify God's voice, share that with someone, encourage another person, and watch how it changes lives. Not just our own, not just in our family, but whole communities, whole cities, whole nations can be transformed and changed because of the word of God. So sanctuary, my encouragement is that God still speaks. So church, let's lean in and listen to what God has to say. Lord God, we are grateful 
that you are an active and present God in our lives. That God, in the very daily goings on, Lord, you are right there. And God, you are right there speaking to us, Lord, telling us words of encouragement and affirmation, silencing the lies that we often believe, speaking words of purpose, speaking words of healing and power over our lives. God, we know that you want to change our lives in significant ways, that you want to put us on your path. But God, we need to first listen and to hear what those words are. So God, as we just rest in the assurance that you are speaking, Lord, I pray that we would lean in, that we would hear from you in an undeniable way, whatever that might be, whether it's through visions, whether it's through words, whether it's through an encouragement, an affirmation, whatever it might be, Lord, speak. We are listening. And in those times when it's hard to hear your voice, Lord, help us to identify your voice. Help us to know without a shadow of a doubt that you are speaking and that we can be assured that you are with us, Lord. So God, as we give ourselves to you today, Lord, just as we sang earlier, speak to our heart. Speak to our heart. Make it undeniable what you are telling us, what you are assuring us of, what you are calling us to, and may we respond with faithfulness, with obedience, with devotion to you, Lord God. Speak, Lord. Your people are listening. Amen. Amen. Sanctuary, would you join me in standing if you're able as we continue to worship this morning?